At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Rush Hour. As always, presented by Bed Rivers, I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Monday evening, a gloomy Monday evening here just outside of the Windy City, as we are present here in the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. We've got some good baseball to go over tonight, and that's how we're going to kick off the show. So in just a few moments, I'll give you a play that I got out on the West Coast, where weather's typically a little bit better and we'll have a game to look forward to and if we have some time and a game I'll give you my two cents on that Cubs action tonight uh, with their new series against the Washington Nationals plus we'll take a look into the AL Central kind of give you an update and what's to come with the top three teams in that race with the Guardians, White Sox and the Twins. Then further along in the show 15 minutes from now Frank Schwab over at Yahoo Sports covers sports betting for him and really one of the top NFL handicappers in the business I I mean, he's been doing so well the past few seasons. We'll get his thoughts on some of these training camps, the updates we're hearing, and just any additional futures plays he's made since we've talked to him the last time. So that'll be in 15, and then 30 from now, we'll keep the convo going in football. We'll go a notch down to college football. Adam Burke, Beeson's betting analyst. He's going to be releasing some of his top plays throughout his power ratings, right? We talked to him about it and what he wrote for the college football betting guide, how to create your own power ratings. So we'll do pretty much a deeper dive into the teams that have cracked his top 20. So we'll talk with Adam in 30. And then 45 from now, speaking of college football, we have pretty much concluded, and I say pretty much because we haven't gone into the Browns, but pretty much concluded our assessment and previews of all the NFL teams, their win totals, odds to make the playoffs, etc. We did a little bit of Big Ten preview with the Cornhuskers and the Badgers, but now let's expound further into the Big Ten West, talking about the Minnesota Gophers tonight. Could be a good year for them. They could have some value to come out on top of the West, so I'll be discussing that at the end of the show. But let's get into it, folks. And pardon me, my voice is a little hoarse. Kind of lost it this past weekend, so you're going to have to bear with me. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be dishing out a top play to begin the show. Let's jump into it with Danny's Dimes, my best bet for the evening. We've got one tonight. And then, like I said, we'll give you a preview of some of the other action. But let's kick it out to the West Coast, San Diego and San Francisco. A big series here, potentially, for the Padres after... Well, they just got embarrassed by the Dodgers, to say the least. 
got swept in three games, had all the momentum after acquiring all their new talent, and couldn't put it together against the big boys. Now the Giants, well, we know they've been struggling themselves, but this is still an interdivision matchup. It's a team that the Padres should be able to beat right now. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But the odds are telling you that they should be the favorite here. They're up to minus $2 at Bet Rivers are the San Diego Padres. And then on the other side, you see San Francisco is the underdog. Catch him plus 160. Now the total in this game opened at about 8. Some slight movement now to the under. Currently at 7.5 over under minus 112 each way. Uh, overall this season, by the way, the Padres 6-4 to four in the advantage over the Giants. 2-2 two and two when they've played in San Diego thus far. We got a couple of southpaws taking the bump for each respective team. You've got Blake Snell and you've got Alex Wood. Now, Blake Snell has only seen the Giants once this year, but it was a really successful outing for Blake Snell. Versus San Francisco, he went six innings, allowed three hits in just one earned run. Plus, he racked up 11 strikeouts, and the Padres ended up winning that game 6-3. to three. Now, Blake Snell, we talk about pitchers with their home and road splits. He is a pitcher that is doing a lot better at home. So at Petco, he's got an ERA of 369, a WOBA of 277, and then his FIP is low as 294 at home. He's been fine on the road, but his FIP on the road is 369. So a big split there, a big difference in the split. The advantage goes to him pitching at home, which we know he's doing tonight. Overall, his numbers are fine. They should be a little better, but he's 4-5 and five with a 416 ERA. But then we consider his FIP once, uh, once again, which is what we like to say, the true indicator of what his ERA should be. And in that region, for his FIP, it's at 325 compared to his ERA of 416. He's got a very solid home run to fly ball ratio, under 10%, 8.7 to be exact. His Sierra, respectable, 366. And then his whip, eh, you'd want it a little lower, but it is what it is. You can get by with that. You can manage it at the number of 133. In his last three starts, he's done really well. I mean, two earned runs allowed throughout his last three starts, and that was against the Rockies, the Twins, and on the road against the Mets. So Blake Snell may be getting into good postseason form here as we're winding down throughout the regular season. Could have a good performance tonight against the Giants. Now looking on the side of the Giants, Alex Wood, another southpaw this year, has accumulated a record of 7-9 with a higher ERA of 442 so that is concerning but again got to consider the discrepancy with his FIP which is listed at 351 so that's good bringing it back down but then you look at some of his other underlying stats his home run to fly ball ratio it's a little bit high at 13 and a half percent he has also been pitching poor in comparison not overall but just in terms of what he's done at home the numbers have gotten slightly worse on the road with a 380 FIP so again not bad but he does feel more comfortable at home right uh, his Sierra is pretty good 344 and his whip is fine at 125 he's seen the Padres three times and in those three games the Giants have ended up one and two He's had one great start, one bad start, and one okay start. But overall, he's gone 14.1 innings pitch against the Padres throughout three games. He's allowed 16 hits, seven earned runs, and he's racked up 18 strikeouts. And again, San Francisco one and two in those games. His last start came against the Dodgers. Uh, not too great for Alex Wood. Five innings pitch, nine hits, six earned runs allowed. They lost that game nine to five. The good news, if you're looking at Alex Wood, and probably another reason why this total's so low, the Padres haven't been the most dominant team against lefties this year. And at home, their stats are nothing special. I mean, they got a 667 OPS, a 298 WOBA, and then a 98 WRC plus at home against lefties. But what you can hope in this spot is that Blake Snell can carry you, and furthermore, that the new acquisitions offensively is going to be the determining factor of how these numbers change, right? This is the time to get going. After you just got swept by the Dodgers, you kind of need to pick up these bats and a good chance to do it against Alex Wood, whose underlying stats, yes, are fine, but a guy you have a lot of familiarity against. And speaking of Blake Snell, could he do very well tonight against the Giants like he did before? Well, the Giants, we know, are hitting lefties very well at home. But when it comes to on the road, their numbers decrease to a 697 OPS with a 308 WOBA and then a 97 WRC+. So, yeah, 
pretty much same spot. I mean, a little bit better than the Padres. The weighted runs created plus a slight nod goes to San Diego. But I think a big thing you also have to consider when looking at this game are the bullpens, right? San Francisco's bullpen has been a nightmare. I mean, their ERA is now up to 442 on the year. And their whip is sitting at 139. He cannot trust his bullpen in a situation against a team like the Padres, who are desperately needing a win, has a great offense, and has a better bullpen than you, especially with their acquisition of Josh Hader. The Padres' bullpen ERA is a little high, but again, it hasn't been factored in too much since the deadline. They got a 390 ERA and a whip of 120. So it's not the biggest difference or advantage more so with the bats, but again, that's taking the larger sample size from the whole year. Now that they have that talent in here, now that they have Blake Snell on the bump who did well against the Giants earlier, his numbers are better at home. I like the Padres in this spot, but I'm not looking to lay $2. I do think they bounce back from the embarrassment that they suffered against the Dodgers, and I think they make a pretty good statement tonight. I'm going with the run line with San Diego. I got it at about plus 115. Right now at Bet Rivers, you can get it at about plus 117. So uh, not bad value, I think, in this matchup with the Padres. Ideally... You could have got a better money line price, but the Giants have just been so frustrating as of late. And again, no one really wants to trust them at this point, and rightfully so. So that's why I'm looking to fade them tonight. So count me in for my lone official play on the diamond this evening. We are going with the Padres, minus one and a half. Again, snagged them at the price of plus 115. Now you can get them at plus 117. Um, we do have a game to look forward to tonight in Chicago, potentially. It's been raining all day, so uh, keep an eye and monitor that status. But as of now, the Cubs are also, just like the Padres, a $2 favorite. Believe it or not, the Cubbies this late in the game laying $2 against someone. Well, that's someone's the Washington Nationals who have been abysmal. Uh, their catch of plus 160 is Washington, and this total we are seeing at 8. And not only are the Nationals just a really poor team right now, their pitcher, uh, four starts for Anibal Sanchez, that hasn't gone well. 0-4 in his only four starts this year. He has racked up an ERA up to 765. And his FIP, 702. My goodness. It's <laughs> no bueno for Anibal Sanchez, who also carries the Sierra of 501 in a home run to fly ball ratio of 21%. So the numbers are worse and worse and worse. I could keep going on, but you get the point. The good news for the Cubbies, and we've talked about this, we actually faded this guy last week, but that's because he has big differences in his home and road splits. That being Keegan Thompson. He's been great at home. He hasn't been too trustworthy on the road. So at home, you see his ERA go down to 250. You see his Woba at 199 and his FIP at 273. And when you look at it in comparison of what he's done on the road, his FIP goes up to 603. And his ERA instead of 250 goes up to 509. So yeah, he's coming off a tough start at St. Louis in which we faded him. Gave up five earned runs. But then you look at the home start before that versus the Pirates. He held him scoreless. That's probably more what you're going to get out of Keegan Thompson against a lackluster team like Washington at home where he certainly feels a lot more comfortable. The weather's not too ideal. If I had to go somewhere, you'd probably look toward the Cubs' run line here at plus 112. Seldom are you going to get the minus $2, and it kind of stinks because you want to bet them here, but you know you don't want to lay that much with a team like Chicago. A little bit untrustworthy themselves, but they should be having that advantage tonight with Keegan Thompson, right? He loves pitching at home. Why not take a gander at the run line? Not official play, but something to consider if you're looking at that Cubs game. But we are riding the Padres on the run line tonight. More betting action coming next in football here on Rush Hour. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSEN, the sports betting network. you're looking for more sports betting discussion that focus on your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Monday evening. We're getting closer and closer to the start of the football season, which means we've got more to talk about. And we are lucky enough to be joined by one of the best in the biz at covering it and betting it, being the NFL. And that's Frank Schwab at Yahoo Schwab, where you can follow him on Twitter, catch all of his NFL content and plenty more at Yahoo Sports. Frank, thank you for making some time. I know it's beginning to be your busy season as well. And I saw you had some uh, interesting thoughts here about the Dallas Cowboys as we're coming up to this season. Now, you know, the Cowboys always have everybody's attention as America's team, you know, throwing that in quotes. But look, uh, after last year, you got to think they need to do something to improve this team offensively and defensively. They kind of lost some pieces. There was questions about the head coach. And I mean, long story short, I don't know what to make of Dallas or win totals at 10 and a half. They're expected to win the division in terms of the odds. Do you see it that way, though? You know, I. I- I like the Eagles more, but I'll say this. Like, I did power rankings, obviously. We did team-by-team previews, and I had the Cowboys fifth. And I, Cowboys fans were coming at me saying, how could you rank them so high? (laughs) What are you doing? This is crazy. I think people have forgotten how good the Dallas Cowboys were last year. They were number one DVOA, the Football Outsiders model we we all like to look at. They were really, really good. Yes, they lost in a playoff game against a really hot San Francisco 49ers team. But one playoff loss doesn't erase everything else. Dallas was really, really good. They could easily, they could have a top five offense, a top ten defense. I, I think that this team is being overlooked because of how last season ended. They didn't have the greatest offseason, but who, who did they really lose? Who was just crushing their hopes and dreams? Like Amari Cooper is the biggest piece they lost. Amari Cooper is very good, but I don't think that's a fatal flaw all of a sudden in this Cowboys roster. And so as the offseason has gone on, I, I like the Eagles. I punch a ticket on them to win the NFC East because of the odds. But the season's gone on. The offseason's gone on. I keep telling myself, this Cowboys team's underrated now. Everybody's flipped the pendulum way too much the other way to say this terrible offseason. They lost these guys. They lost that guy. I get it. They they lost a lot of pieces, especially offensive line, receiver, all that. It's still a very, very good team. Even some regression baked in. The Dallas Cowboys are still going to be very good in a pretty weak NFC. 
Yeah, and that's really the big point, too. I mean, looking at the remaining teams in their division, while, yes, the Eagles should be more competitive, I mean, they made the playoffs last year under Nick Sirianni's first year. They're probably going to take a step forward. You still got Dak Prescott. You still got Zeke. You got Pollard. You got CeeDee Lamb. You got a lot of pieces who can still make this team go. I guess my question a little bit further, then, is if they're still good enough to find themselves in the postseason, do they have enough to make a run from that point on, or could it be another early exit if they get to that point? You know, I do think they could make a run. I thought they could have made a run last year. Look, they lost a game. It's, it's, it stinks. I know all Cowboys fans are fed up with all the playoff failures, but this team is very balanced on both sides of the ball. They were last year. I don't see them. The defense might regress a little bit, but not so much that they're going to fall off the map. So you have guys like, you know, Micah Parsons on that defense. I think they're very good up front. The offense last year, I believe they led the league in points scored. This is a team that's very, they have good balance. And I think a part of this, making a deep playoff run, who's really in the NFC? Who Who is stopping them? This isn't the AFC where you got to deal with the Bills and Chiefs and the Broncos and Chargers. The NFC, maybe the Packers, but I think they take a step back. Buccaneers, like they're already dealing with some issues. The Rams are dealing with issues with Stafford's elbow, maybe a Super Bowl hangover. I think the Cowboys could make a run if they get in because they're, they're built pretty well for it. And again, the NFC just doesn't impress me. There's not the depth of great teams like there is in the other conference. All right, Frank. Well, let's go to that other conference. I got to ask you about the New England Patriots. And I'm smiling a little bit because you and I were just talking off air. But if you look on Twitter, it seems like every sports writer is talking about all the mayhem that's occurring with his Patriots offense at training camp right now. Apparently, it's just looking awful. Uh, long story short of it. And, and honestly, when I was previewing this New England team, I did not have the highest hopes for them coming into this season. I think Mac Jones is a fine quarterback. He's very serviceable. I don't know how much bigger of a jump he takes this year and they didn't really do anything in the offseason to boost their offense right and their division seemingly getting tougher surrounding them in every single team and we see their win total eight and a half unders even money overs minus 129 to make the playoffs yes is plus 140 the nose minus 180 what are you thinking happens with bill belichick up in foxborough you, you know, I mean, you look at that eight and a half, and it's the same win total as Washington Commanders. Are, are, you, are we really going to say the Patriots and Commanders are on equal footing now? Like, I, I, I don't buy that. We forget the Patriots. Another, It's, it's going to be like I'm repeating myself now. The Patriots were much better last season than anybody remembers because of how it ended. We all remember the wind game where the Patriots threw like three times or whatever and beat the Bills. When they won that game, they were first place in the AFC East going into the stretch run, into their bye week. It fell apart after that, lost some lost some games down the stretch, got blown out by the Bills in the playoffs. And that's what we remember. We don't remember that the Patriots were really, really good before that late season swoon. And what if Mac Jones is just really good? Like, I, why wouldn't we think he's good after the rookie season he had? He was by far the best rookie quarterback last year, even though he was drafted fifth in that class. Now, the one thing I said, and I wrote about this at length in the team preview, Josh McDaniels was a heck of an offensive coordinator. Whatever we want to think about him as a head coach, whatever. The dude could call plays and run an offense, and they really didn't play. They didn't have a succession role in place. And you got Matt Patricia changing their – they're going zone scheme after running the gap for 21 years. Why are they messing with this? It was almost like a heat check moment for Belichick, right? Like, I can take Matt Patricia as my offensive coordinator and win games. It doesn't seem like it's working out, but everything usually does work out for the Patriots. How many times have we buried this team? How many times have we said, oh, the – the dynasty's over, this and that. or how, They always figure out a way. They're different than every other team in the NFL. I'm not giving up on the Patriots yet. I might not be betting them in September. Let's put it that way. But okay. Bill Belichick figures out a way, even though they had a rough offseason too, and they were a lot better than people remember from last year. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You can never fully count them out, but you may be right. I mean, if you're looking to either stay away or kind of fade them, it could be early rather than later when they may finally have some things figured out deeper into the season. But that'll be interesting to see what happens with that Patriots squad. Uh, some other things we're kind of waiting to see pan out, Frank, of course, and a team that's always making the headlines now is the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson. Is it going to be six games? Is it going to be more? Do you kind of have a strong thought on what's going to happen with Watson? Watson and company, and with that being said, of course, how are you applying that to betting this team, whether it's in a larger scale or game by game? Yeah, it's tough because now it's now that it's in the NFL's hands, all bets are off. We have no idea what's coming next. I don't assume it stays at six games, but how could you know? How, how could at this point could you know the NFL 
that's so inconsistent with this stuff through the years. I assume it'll be more than six. And it's a little troubling to me that from all reports, Jacoby Brissett really is not working with the first team offense with the Browns. What if Watson gets two thirds of the year, three quarters of the year? All of a sudden, they have a starting quarterback who really hasn't worked with starters, and he's not very good. So the one way this is actionable to me is I like the Ravens before, and I love the Ravens now. The longer Watson is out, I'm, I'm all about the Bengals regressing a little bit this year. I think the Baltimore Ravens bounce back. They're going to have better injury luck, better luck in close games. I, so I bet a, I've made bets on the Ravens win the division over a win total. That's how this is actionable to me because I just don't think the Browns are a playoff team with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Now, they have a really easy early season schedule. But through six games, if it's just six, they should come out of that thing three and three, and they can compete after that. But I think that it's going to be more for Watson. And so that's the way I'm fading the Browns is by loading up a little bit on the Ravens. Now, I hear you. Makes sense. I'm right there with you. I'm high on Baltimore this year. They're plus 160 to come out of the north. Uh, the aforementioned Bengals 2-1, to one, the Browns plus 270, and then the Steelers, of course, at the bottom at 8-1. to one. But should be a good year setting up for Baltimore, hopefully for your bets as well as mine, Frank. But, hey, thank you, as always, for making some time, my man. Looking forward to trying to do it again soon before we get that action officially coming in. But until then, take care and best of luck with all your plays. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You got it. Frank Schwab, folks. Follow him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Again, one of the best of the biz when it comes to covering the NFL and especially betting it. So at Yahoo Schwab, where you could catch all of his content, and he's always tweeting it out. So make sure to give him a follow. But hey, if you do want more content, not just here on Rush Hour and with Frank and everything we do here, make sure to check out all the other podcasts at VEASAN, right? You get 24-7 live streaming, and you can check out VEASAN's Best Bets podcast. And you can listen there to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from all the sports books in Vegas, along with the entire country. So go ahead and download VEASAN's Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast that's vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available all right coming next let's talk some college football with our guy adam burke power ratings how is he shaping up this year's team's top 20 we'll investigate next here on vsin the sports betting network This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. So make sure to start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team. That includes team trends, power ratings, and over/under recommendations. Plus. You get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. So sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you're going to receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you could join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. All right, folks, we are powering through here on Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. You can tell my voice is all over the place, so I'm trying my best. You're going to have to bear with me, but that's why we're handing the reins over to Adam Burke, my long-lost stepbrother, folks. He has done phenomenal work with that college football betting guide, and he has an amazing write-up in terms of how to make your own power ratings. And what was really fascinating to see is the big discrepancies Adam noted out with some of these top-tier teams and their win totals. And Adam, I I'm glad that we're talking about this team first because, you know, I feel like I've hit this with plenty of college football guys throughout VEASAN, so there's the common theme. And that is with this Utah squad who's got a win total at about nine. The over is shaded that way, minus 127. But you, along with a lot of other people, seem to be very high on this Utah squad this season. Hey, Danny, first, I apologize that you're losing your voice since you've been hooting and hollering about the Cubs picking up Franmil Reyes today. I know it's very exciting, but uh, exactly. you know, try to contain yourself here so you can get through this segment. 
But yeah, you know, this Utah Utes team, I think, looks really, really strong. And in fact, I have them favored in all 12 of their games here during the regular season. I am a big believer in this team, a big believer in Kyle Whittingham. They play a brand of football that most teams in the Pac-12 don't play. They're a very, very physical team. It's hard to match up with that, and it's hard to simulate that in practice. So I like this Utah team quite a bit. With that being said, my line for their game against USC is about a touchdown off the market. So obviously the Utes are a team that I'm very high on, and my win total is about a full win lower on USC than what the market is. So that's a pretty big discrepancy for me from where my numbers are and where the market is with Utah and USC. But look, I think Utah is just a much, much better team. Obviously, they've got some good home field advantage there in Salt Lake City. They bring Cameron Rising back at quarterback. They're good on both sides of the ball. And I just really believe in this team. So I'm okay with my number being a little bit high on them. My win total projections for about 10 and a half wins. Their market number is nine. Like I said, I have them favored in every one of their games here with the lowest number being a two and a half point favorite on the road at Oregon. Yeah, I may have to jump in on that. I really do like this Utah team and just the culture they have year in and year out. And like you mentioned, their schedule sets up really nicely. You having them as a favorite in every game, man, Utah could be in for a great season. And then, hey, you mentioned USC and everybody's kind of expecting them to have a great season. And why not, right? They got a lot of hype with Lincoln Riley and some great players coming over. But is that going to transition immediately? That's kind of the big question. And hey, maybe they still will be good, but is the market maybe over adjusting because their win totals at nine and a half and the juice is to the over Adam do you think that they'll have a good year but maybe not that good of the year is that kind of what you're thinking yeah, I think so you know it's kind of what we see in, in terms of a lot of different sports betting markets where a team that wins the offseason quote-unquote winds up getting a big boost in perception going into the year and I think that's the case with USC getting Lincoln Riley getting Caleb Williams getting some of the other transfers in that they've gotten here as well but Look, this is not a good defensive team. I mean, offensively, they may be really, really good, and that wouldn't shock me in the slightest. But this is a bad defensive team that is not recruited at a USC kind of level. Uh, and, and I don't think that this defense is going to be all that good right out of the shoot. You know, Alex Grinch knows the Pac-12, was the defensive coordinator at Washington State. But you think about his first year at Oklahoma and how much they struggled. You think about his time at Ohio State and how he didn't really fix that defense either. So I think USC is a team that, I think if you want to play an over with them, it'd be an over week to week with their game totals because I really don't think this team is going to live up to those lofty expectations. And I certainly don't think that they're going to win 10 games. Look, is my number low at eight, about eight and a half wins? Probably. And I will make an adjustment before the start of the season, but I can't see this team going 10 and 2. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, everybody wants to expect them or just really wants to have that instant success out of USC, and they'll get there. They will get there. But again, it's hard to do that immediately, and especially to get the double-digit win. So with the number at books being offered at 9.5, yeah, I'm with you. I think the only way you'd have to look would be to the under in that case. Now, uh, sticking in the Pac-12 with another squad here, Adam, this team, in terms of where the market is set it at, it looks like they have virtually no expectations, that being the Arizona Wildcats with a win total of two and a half now the juice is to the over minus 150 but two and a half is still where their win total is set at but you're thinking maybe this one should be a tad bit higher yeah and, and look maybe the wildcats are a team that i'm just too high on here and, and perhaps i'm too low on washington state as well because Jaden delora is now going to be the quarterback at arizona he transfers from washington state maybe i'm overvaluing his impact for both of those programs for both arizona and washington state but I like what I saw out of the Wildcats last year under first-year head coach Jed Fish. I just think this is a much improved football team. And also, I'm not very high on a lot of the other teams around them in the Pac-12. So there's kind of a snowball effect here. When, when you've got one team power rated pretty high, then you wind up with other teams power rated pretty low. And I think that's kind of the situation here for me with Arizona, where maybe I'm one year ahead on them. But my projections for about 4.7 wins for this team, as you mentioned, their season win total is only three. So... Maybe this is what I need to take a second look at as we get closer to the season here. But I think Jaden Delora makes a really, really big difference for a team that isn't as bad as they showed last year. And they did improve throughout the course of the season. So I'm a big believer in trying to capitalize on teams that finish with bad records that I think were better than their record. And I think that's the case here with the Wildcats this season. 
All right, Adam, one more team of the Pac-12 I want to hit on. And I was talking with Mike Pritchard about this because this is where he went to school, that being Colorado. And he was kind of chuckling when giving his thoughts on the team and in a playful way because he knows uh, they may not be in store for the best of seasons. Their win totals at three. And it seems like you would concur with Mike and his assessment for Colorado maybe being a struggling squad this year. Yeah, this is one that uh, I think a lot of people have kind of taken a look at out there. And, and I think some sharp betters are on the under for this one as well. Look, I only have Colorado down for 1.4 wins. And, and I mean, I think that they probably get to two, but I can't see this team winning four games this season. They're just so devoid of talent. Carl Durrell had that nice little start during the COVID shortened year when things were kind of all messed up across the country. But last year, it was not a good look for the Buffaloes. And I don't think this year is going to be either. So I think it's going to be a very, very long year in Boulder. At least it's a beautiful backdrop for football because I don't think the product on the field will look that good. All right. Well, hey, let's move over now to Air Force because, well, a guy also here with VEASAN was touting this team as having high expectations. That was JVT when we had him on the other week. And it seems like you guys may be on the same page here saying that the Falcons could be having a great year. Their win total set at eight and a half. They always got the same type of offense going. But this year, they could really power through with a pretty favorable schedule, it seems. Yeah, I think this is one of the best teams that Troy Calhoun's had in Colorado Springs. In fact, you mentioned JVT, and, and him and I kind of compared notes a little bit on the Mountain West, and, and both of us very high on Air Force, as well as Fresno State. A couple of teams I have more than a win and a half over their season win total lines here. It's not a strong schedule for Air Force. They do play against Colorado at home, where you know we just talked about Colorado, not a particularly good team. They should beat Northern Iowa as well. I think this Air Force team may be one of the best that Troy Calhoun's had there. Obviously, they're always disciplined, but I think they're better defensively than what we typically see from the Falcons. And on offense, they're bringing back a lot of returning production. So I have this team at 10.25 wins. Their win total is 8.5. I'm a big believer in Air Force. Um, and again, you, know, you talk about Utah and, and USC and kind of the difference there. Because I'm such a big believer in Air Force, one of the teams negatively impacted in my power ratings is Boise State. So I have Boise State almost a win below their season win total line, whereas I have Air Force quite a bit above theirs. So that's one of the big differences I have relative to the market. Another buddy of mine, Kyle Hunter, is a pro better. Him and I have talked about Boise State. We have a difference of opinion. So you know, this is my initial set of power ratings. I'll be going through these again now as we get closer to the season. But I don't really see my projection of Air Force dropping very much at all. All righty. Well, hey, Adam, we're about out of time here. But before we get you out of here, why don't you tell people what they can have to look forward to? Because I know you'll have plenty more football content coming in the near future. Yeah, there's a free article over at vcin.com about how to set up your own power ratings. I know your producer, Britton Hess, has paid attention to that for a long time with my work at previous spots. Uh, I got my home field advantage calculation article up over there as well. I'll be doing plenty of college football stuff during the weeks to go along with all the stuff that's in our college football betting guide. So vcin.com slash subscribe to check that out. A lot of really good information from some very sharp people in it. Awesome stuff. Adam Burke at Skating Tripods, also where you can follow him on Twitter. Adam, you're the man. Thank you for the info. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. Have a good one, Danny. You as well. Adam Burke, folks. Again, vcin.com slash subscribe to get both of the football betting guides. So much information, and you're going to need it when it comes to betting college football. And, hey, let's keep talking about betting college football. Let's go to the Big Ten next as we wrap up another edition of Rush Hour. How about those Minnesota Gophers? What are we thinking? We'll talk next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Calling all baseball fans this week, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bets and bets on all professional baseball games. Create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and you'll receive up to three 50% profit boosts. That's right, get a 50% profit boost when you place qualifying same game parlay wagers this week only. So head over to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app for further details. Okay, it is our final segment here on Rush Hour on and the Sports Betting Network. Thank you for being with us, and thank you for sticking it out with me, my voice all over the place. So we got one more segment to make it through, and hopefully we can get you some winners along the way, which we will recap our Lone Dandy's Dime from the start of the show in a few moments. But I want to spend a little bit more time here on college football. Now, we do have two college football best bets that we've made thus far in the Big Ten West, that being the Cornhawk. We looked at Nebraska over seven and a half wins, thinking that's a pretty good spot for them with their schedule and just what is needed out of that team and who they've acquired and just everything kind of setting up nicely. And then conversely, we looked at the Wisconsin Badgers win total as high as nine. I'm not trusting Graham Mertz. He hasn't done anything that's impressed me since that Illinois game two years ago. They have a tougher schedule. Nine is way too high. Love the under nine wins for Wisconsin. So now that we've concluded our NFL assessment, I know we've dabbled with those two college teams, but I wanted to go deeper into the other remaining teams throughout the Big Ten Conference right in our neck of the woods here in the Windy City. And Minnesota is a team that's been talked about a decent amount here at Vs. And I know Mike Palm and Amal Shah are thinking this could be kind of that underdog or more value-presented team in the Big Ten West, and I don't disagree with them. When you look at this Minnesota team, seven and a half is their win total right now. And what's odd about this, maybe not odd, but what was very intriguing is a couple weeks ago when I was going to go over it, we ran out of time talking about the other teams. At Bet Rivers, seven and a half their win total. The odds were minus 113 each way. Flash forward about, I don't know, a week and a half now, and you've seen the over jump up to minus 148. The under seven and a half now plus 110 at Bet Rivers. So the Gophers have been getting some love to believing they can get to at least eight wins this upcoming season. And by the way, they are 4-1 to one to come out on top of the Big Ten West. Now remember, last year they did end with a record of 9-4. and four. Last year you had a quarterback in Tanner Morgan who only threw for 10 touchdowns and accumulated nine interceptions, and they were missing their star running back in Mohamed Ibrahim. He will be back. Tanner Morgan will be back. Can Tanner Morgan do better? And can Ibrahim and the rest of the running back crew be one of the best throughout the Big Ten Conference? I'm thinking at least with the latter, the answer is going to be yes. Tanner Morgan, well, you've seen him show glimpses of being a really top-tier quarterback. And I think the schedule, especially at the beginning of the year, will really just set up nicely for him to pad those stats, garner some of that confidence, and get back to developing a rhythm that we once saw with this quarterback. Now, yeah, he doesn't have as great a receivers as he did back then, but I still think he'll be able to produce enough to have a really efficient offense. So looking at this schedule, 
A lot of winnable games, obviously, especially at the start of the season with the non-con games. You got week one versus New Mexico State. That should be a win. Week two, you get Western Illinois at home. You would think that would be a win for the Gophers. And then week three, we just talked about this team with Adam Burke. Their win total is set at three. Adam thinks at most they're going to get two wins. So Minnesota gets Colorado at home in week three. You got to think one of those many losses for Colorado will be because of week three uh, going against Minnesota. That will attribute to one of them. Then you got to move to week five. You get Purdue at home. Now, yeah, the Boilermakers the past couple of years have been very tough under Jeff Brown, but this year the expectations are not too high there for the Boilermakers. And you got them at home at least, so the advantage should go to Minnesota. Week seven. Yes, you're on the road, but you're against the Fighting Illini. I know they were pretty pesky last year. They were gritty in some spots, but if you're looking at the talent on paper, yeah, that should be a winnable game for Minnesota. Doesn't mean it's a guarantee. I'm just saying I still have that in the winnable category for the Gophers. So now you're at about five winnable games. Well, let's make it six. Week nine, you get Rutgers at home. Rutgers, I, until we see it, they're just a team that is going to be stuck in purgatory of average to below average. And average may even be giving them too much of a compliment. But they have not turned anything around, and you get them at home. So that's a winnable spot for the Minnesota Gophers. Then week 11, you get Northwestern at home. At that point, you're going to need to win these games, and you're just a better team than the Wildcats. It seems like Pat Fitzgerald has his company going back and forth each year on their success, and this is going to be one of the down years for Northwestern, presumably. So that should be a winnable spot for the Gophers as well. So all in all, you look at it, you get seven winnable games for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. But again, their win total at seven and a half. Where can they get one, maybe two more winnable games? Well, then you look at the toss-up games, right? The 50-50 spots. I've got four of them placed for Minnesota this year. Week four at Michigan State. Michigan State's been a team that is just consistently finding their way in my toss-up games category because I don't know what the hell to expect out of East Lansing this year with the way Mel Tucker had these guys playing. I mean, are they competitive? Are they tough? Yes. Did they lose some people last year? Yes. I just don't know how they're going to bounce back or, again, what to expect. And going on the road against Michigan State, it's always going to be tough. So that's a toss-up game. You would think the slight advantage would go to Minnesota, but that's also holding Tanner Morgan to a, to a high standard there because going on the road in any college football Big Ten environment is going to be difficult. So that's a 50-50 spot. Also a 50-50 spot, Week 10 at Nebraska. Ah, that's pretty much a genuine 50-50 could go either way as of this point. We'll know once we get there who's going to have the advantage, but man, that's coming down right in the middle, I think. And then week 12, you get Iowa at home. I think Minnesota does have the advantage, but still, Iowa always plays pretty much every game tough. It's later in the season. Who knows what's going to be happening with injuries? But I give the quarterback advantage, the running back advantage to Minnesota. We'll see who has the defensive advantage. By the way, speaking of the defense, let's not forget Minnesota had a great defense last year. Uh, they're bringing back six starters, and in last year they held seven of their uh, remaining or seven of their total Big Ten opponents, seven out of the nine, to 23 points or fewer. The two teams that went over Ohio State dropped a 45 spot, and then the aforementioned Iowa Hawkeyes scored 27 on them. Their defense probably not going to be able to replicate that much success, but still a very solid defense up there. In Minnesota. But again, week 12 versus Iowa, I give the slight nod to Minnesota, but still will classify it as a 50 50 spot. And same with week 13 at Wisconsin. I am not high on Graham Mertz. I told you I already took Wisconsin under nine wins. It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen at the end of the year, and you're on the road in Madison. So, yes, that's a toss up game. The odds makers will probably have Wisconsin as the favorite, but I think it could be closer than they'll, led, than they'll lead you to believe. So, uh, four toss up games. They should be able to manage to win at least one, if not two, out of those four toss-up games. The one losable game for Minnesota, Week 8 at Penn State. Yeah, you're probably going to lose to the Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. So when you look at this win total of 7.5, it's not shocking at all to think that the odds would go toward the over. Again, a couple weeks ago, minus 113. Now at Bet Rivers, now it's minus 148. I like this total going over. I personally have not bet it yet because there is 
there's just a couple of reasons that are causing me to be hesitant. There was some, you know, uh, noise that was coming out over the summer of players not liking P.J. Fleck and the way he conducted practice. And I know that's kind of gotten brushed under the rug, but hey, we don't really know what the true story is. We don't really know how that's going to translate into this upcoming season, if it actually made a distraction or not. Furthermore, Tanner Morgan, is he going to get back to his form that we saw a couple years ago, right? Or is he going to be the guy that only had 10 touchdowns and nine interceptions last year, but a team that was held up by their defense? Again, we just said it's kind of inevitable their defense will take a step back. So simultaneously, you're going to need Tanner Morgan to take a step forward. Will he be capable of doing that? If you can answer yes to that question, then I think you can make a bet on the over 7.5 for the Minnesota Gophers. But I haven't done anything yet. I'm going to shop around a little bit more so and see if I can get some better value. Then I may attack Minnesota this upcoming season. But I think they're going to be a tougher out than the odds are giving them. But we'll see. And by the way, 4-1 to to come out of the West. Not too shabby if you're looking for some value. They got Nebraska and Wisconsin higher. I think Nebraska goes over their win total. Not sure if they win the West. And I'm pretty low on Wisconsin. So Minnesota maybe could be that team to get out on top. All right, folks, before we head out here, really quick, we did have one Danny's Dime to send you off with in case you missed it at the beginning of the show. Played one baseball game. This was out on the West Coast with the Padres and the Giants. Blake Snell versus Alex Wood, a couple lefties going at it tonight. Padres coming off a brutal series against the Dodgers, right? I mean, they just got swept in three games. The Giants just won a two-game set at Oakland. Well, now you're facing the big boys, the Padres, the team that's desperate for a win. They got new talent who should be able to hit lefties better than a lefty who has struggled a little bit more so on the road and has already seen this Padres team three times. I like the Padres here on the run line, plus 115. They open minus 167. The Sharps have hit them up to minus $2. I'm going with the appropriate price of the run line at plus 115 so hopefully we can get a Padres dub of two or more runs. Best of luck if you tail hopefully tomorrow the voice will be better but until that best of luck folks and take care. At Bet365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.